Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Nadia Essex. I'm best known for giving out dating advice to celebrities. And when it comes to dating relationships, I know my stuff. However, life has thrown me the ultimate curveball. I'm pregnant and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Now, instead of dishing out the advice, darlings, I need your help. So whether you're a mum-to-be like me or already super mum of the year, we are all in this together. Welcome to the Clueless Mum Podcast. Hello, my darlings. Welcome to the Clueless Mum Podcast with me, Nadia Essex. Episode one. Eek! I am so unbelievably excited about this. Purely because, and it's absolutely selfish, I need you, I genuinely need your help. I do not know what I'm doing. I do not know anything about pregnancy. I don't know anything about giving birth. I have three brothers, but I don't know anything about raising children. So I need as many tips and hints and bits of advice from you as possible. You guys on my Instagram have been phenomenal. Without you, I would be even more clueless than I am now. So I thought, why not? Let's make a podcast. Let's create a community and let's help all the mums to be that are walking around scratching their heads like I was when I found out I was pregnant because it was a shock. On that note, let's get the old admin out the way. Okay. I am 37 years old. I am single and I found out I was pregnant when I was about, oh gosh, nearly three months. I think I was about nearly 10 weeks pregnant. So it's nearly three months. I did not know that I was pregnant. I did not have a clue. I genuinely thought, and you're going to think this is extremely overdramatic, but I genuinely thought I had cancer because I was so poorly. I couldn't get out of bed. I was fatigued. It wasn't tiredness. I was fatigued. I, my brain couldn't function. I was sick as a dog. And I really, really, I'd gone off alcohol, which if anyone knows me, knows I like a drink. But I'd completely gone off all alcohol. So I phoned the doctor and I was like, I need an appointment. I'm, best case scenario, I'm anemic. Worst case scenario, I've got cancer. Went for lunch that afternoon with my friends and my girlfriend just took one look at me and was like, uh, Han, you are pregnant. And I was like, no, there's no chance. And she was like, look at your tits because they'd got massive. My boobs were so, they were big anyway, but they grew about two cup sizes and were the most painful things, you know, more painful than any tattoo I've had any piercing, just touching my boob actually made me wince in pain. Um, And so she said, go and take a pregnancy test. So I thought, there's no way I'm pregnant, first of all. But you know what? The doctor might say to me, have you taken a pregnancy test? Because these are some of the symptoms that could be pregnant. So I could take the test and go, yes, doctor, I've taken the test. It's negative. Now find out what's wrong with me. Came home. Went well, in fact, went to the co-op, bought two pregnancy tests for three ninety-five. Bargain. Came home, did the test, and within less than twenty seconds of peeing on the stick, 
I was pregnant. First thing I did was burst out laughing. I thought it was absolutely hilarious because I thought genuinely there was no chance. And the reason that I thought there was no chance is because I used a condom. If you follow me on social media, you'll know that I, for some reason, people are obsessed with how I conceived a baby and how I did not know I was pregnant. So let's just again, admin darlings, let's put it to rest. I'd been on the pill in total for about two decades. I'd been on this particular pill for two years, so I hadn't had a period in over two years. I had a chakra cleansing meditation session with ladies called the Crystal Harmony Sisters on Instagram. They came to my house. They put a big chunk of rose quartz on my vagina and all crystals all around my body. And we did a wonderful ceremony. And they told me, stop taking the pill. You are, you know, you don't need to put the hormones in your body. Your period is your feminine divinity. Like, you know, come on. And I was like, yes, go woman. Yes. Threw away my pill. 14 days later, had sex with a condom. And then obviously 10 weeks odd later, I found out I was pregnant. I didn't have a period in that time. I assumed it was because I just stopped taking the pill and it takes a while to get back to normal. And I'd never been pregnant before in my 37 years. I had tried with a previous boyfriend, didn't get pregnant, never had a scare, never been close to being pregnant. So I really didn't know what it felt like. But what blows my mind more than anything is that we are in 2019 and I probably still get... 20 messages a day from people saying if you used a condom how did you get pregnant do you people not watch friends i mean the whole ross and rachel and the pregnancy is like that's where i learned that condoms weren't 100 effective when used perfectly because apparently you're supposed to use a water-based lubricant with Every single time you use a condom. I didn't know that, but apparently that's what you're supposed to do. And if you use a condom perfectly, it's only something like 93% effective. And if you use a condom normally, like normal people do, it's about 83% effective. So I think it's 10 or 15 people in every 100 people will use a condom and the condom won't work. Pretty scary. There's a lot of people out there, I'm sure, that you know we did everything we, we were supposed to do. We were consenting adults, we were careful, and one of those little suckers got through. So, yeah, you know, it happens. And my doctor was surprised, obviously, he was sort of scratching his head like, but the condom didn't break? And I was like, no, hun. Yeah, didn't happen. But that's the story around my conception. So, yeah, just, the only thing I could have done, darlings, is abstain from having sex. And I didn't want to do that. So now I'm with child. On that note, let's quickly talk about the father because, again, everybody seems weirdly obsessed with who the father of my baby is. Um, It's not some big conspiracy theory. I just don't want to talk about it right now. But this podcast is for us as a community. So, you know, when I'm ready, I'll share the story and you guys will be first to know. And that's that. So admin is done. Let's move on to the good stuff. Well, I don't know about the good stuff. I'm going to push a human out of my vagina, so I'm not sure. But before that happens, I want to talk about gender. Uh, I 
openly speak about the fact that I would like a girl. I find out the gender of my child this evening. So I do not, as it stands right now, I do not know the gender of my child. I did a whole blog for OK Magazine on the fact that I cannot help that I am naturally drawn to wanting a girl. And I think we should talk about it a lot more. I've had a lot of backlash and a lot of negative feedback from people that criticize me. Oh, you know, you should, it doesn't matter whether it's a boy or girl, you should just want a happy, healthy baby. Duh, of course I want a happy, healthy baby. But if I had a choice and I could push a button, I would push the button for a girl. I know girls. I am a girl. I know girl struggles. I know what we go through. I understand periods and hormones and all that sort of stuff. I get girls and I would like to raise and bring in to this world a fantastic, empowered girl, young woman and lady. Guys, I I don't, you know, I know men, but I don't know little boys and I don't know things like willies and what happens with their willies and all the sort of willy stuff don't know anything about it so it's it's just going to be a lot harder for me because I you know I am a single mum I don't have a guy role model father figure at the moment in my child's to be's life and so it is just it, for me it would be a lot easier to have a girl you may agree with that you may disagree with that that is totally your prerogative you can feel free to put your feedback on my instagram the clueless mum podcast but i stand by it i i think we should talk about the fact that you're allowed to prefer to want a gender i absolutely believe that whatever comes out of my legs in a few months time i'm gonna love the bones of boy girl or whatever gender in between that they choose later on in life but right now as it stands pre-gender reveal and I'm really scared because actually the reason why I'm scared as well is because I've I thought I was having a girl I was convinced it was a girl and the last three psychics in a row have told me I'm having a boy so I'm just gonna have to get my head around it and if it is a boy great it's just going to be a different experience I'm just going to have to do a bit more research I want to know more boy stuff I need to research really good boy role models as well I want to make I want to make sure that he's a really happy healthy non-misogynistic wonderful member of male society but I got a 50 50 chance darling so we will see this podcast is sponsored by Chris Riley celebrity psychic medium He's currently offering one-on-one readings and you can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Chris Riley Medium. He gave me a little reading, which you might be hearing in a future episode, and I'm sending all of my friends to his Facebook page because I think he's just fabulous. Okay, let's get to the nitty-gritty and talk pregnancy symptoms. I am currently 21 weeks pregnant and I... I tell you, I've had it all. I have had terrible sickness. And I don't know why they call it morning sickness, because my sickness was all day long. From the second that I woke up to the second I went to bed, from around, I was probably feeling sicky around, if I look back, about five weeks. Week seven, I was bed bound. Week eight, nine and ten when I kind of 
found out that I was pregnant, I was fatigued. I was so poorly. I could not, I was actually being sick. Um, I was continued to be sick up until about 16 weeks when I finally went to the doctor and said, I can't cope. (laughs) Please help me. I can't. One, I have a phobia against being sick. So the problem I had was that when I would feel nauseous, my phobia would kick in. So I'd get anxiety and I'd be desperate. Don't be sick. Don't be sick. Clenching my jaw not to be sick. And then obviously I had no choice but to be sick. So I would be sick and then I'd cry because I'd been sick. Oh my God. And then I couldn't eat anything. Literally not a thing could pass my lips. I think there was about one week that I lived on Jacob's dry cream crackers with nothing on them and mint humbugs because I physically couldn't put anything in my body and I couldn't keep anything down. But also the worst part about that is the hunger makes you feel sick. So you feel sick at the thought of food. You feel sick because you haven't got any food in your belly. And also the baby is making you be sick and your phobia against being sick is making you feel even worse. I remember after I found out, probably about week 15 or 16, I wrote a journal, I love journaling, and I wrote a journal post about my pregnancy, and the title was just, Pregnancy Sucks, (laughs) because I was so unbelievably poorly, so I've had everything. I'm now 21 weeks, I now still have nausea, I haven't taken my anti-sickness tablets for about two weeks now, but it's not because I don't not feel sick it's because you just kind of get used to it it's very strange I am living on ginger I cut up fresh ginger and have fresh ginger tea which helps massively with my nausea and I actually get my morning sickness at night which again (laughs) thanks because just as you're kind of winding down for the day getting ready for bed you know trying to have some supper you start to feel sick and so the dinner is by far my favorite meal of the day but during my pregnancy I've missed so many dinners because I just have to have a ginger tea and go to bed so I've had all of those symptoms at around 18 weeks I think it has been 18 or 19 weeks I started suffering with what the midwife says is carpal tunnel syndrome in my wrists Now, I thought I just was having stiff wrists. And so I put a post on Instagram saying, you know, guys, I've really got stiff wrists. It was really strange. What do you think it is? And you guys came straight back with carpal tunnel. And I was like, oh, that's fine. It's, you know, there'll be some natural remedy, some sort of, you know, cream that I can use, some lavender oil that I can, you know, rub on my wrist to make me better. No, there is no cure for carpal tunnel syndrome. Once you've got it, apparently it actually gets worse and they can do an operation, but that is when your thumb is wasting away because you can't actually move your thumb. And so, I mean, we all know in this day and age, please don't Google your symptoms because it never helps. But I was fuming. I'm 37. I, I, you know, I feel good. I still think I've got it going on. And I'm going to have to wear splints on both hands, potentially for the rest of my life, because I've got carpal tunnel syndrome. I spoke to my midwife and asked her opinion. She said, yes, it most likely is carpal tunnel. 
And unfortunately for her, my involuntary response was, fuck off, which I apologise profusely for. But, you know, I'm a swearer, so she's kind of got to get used to it. (laughs) Trust me, when she's delivering my baby, there will be lots of profanity, I'm sure. However, she did say that this particular version of carpal tunnel should go away when I have the baby. So that's been something that I wasn't expecting that I've had. Other symptoms I've had include terrible skin, terrible hair, uh, just in general looking and feeling gaunt, um, which is all old wives' tales of a girl because they say that girls suck the beauty out of you from the inside. Um, And I'm like, (laughs) this is going to be one beautiful baby because I look rough. I also have been craving everything sweet. No savoury, no salty. I want cake for morning, noon and night. I want, I've been living on Haribo, Tangfastics, which, you know, the nutritional value... (laughs) let's be honest it's not great but that is what I want to eat I've always my whole life been a savory girl I will choose a packet of crisps over a chocolate bar 100 times out of 100 this pregnancy I'm like baby wants chocolate baby wants cakes baby wants donuts and because I've been so poorly baby wants what baby gets and so I have been eating a lot of sweet stuff but I've been trying to be balanced I've been trying to be as healthy as possible because you know it's very very difficult what you put in your body goes into your baby so it's been hard the reason I wanted to create this podcast is because I wanted to talk about the stuff that no one's talking about so first of all I just want to put your mind at rest I didn't know that I was pregnant until I was about 10 weeks In those 10 weeks, I drank alcohol, a fair bit of it. I went to Ibiza um, and it wasn't a crazy party holiday, but you're in Ibiza. You know, we drank. I ate all the things that you're not supposed to eat. Camembert. Oh my God, my mouth's actually watering. Camembert, all the soft cheeses, shellfish. Of course, I was in Ibiza Um, and just lived a normal life. You know, I didn't take any multivitamins I certainly wasn't on folic acid or anything like that I bleached my hair twice Uh, I'm not a natural blonde Uh, so just cracked on and did my hair when I first found out I was pregnant I kind of panicked because I was like holy crap for for these nearly three months I have been living what one would class as a normal life but a mum-to-be or a doctor may class as like a terrible mother because I did everything that you're not supposed to do. So when I spoke to my doctor, two things I found really strange. One, doctors don't take pregnancy tests. They don't they don't confirm you're pregnant. They take your word for it, which I find it just blows my mind. I was expecting to go to the doctor, have some sort of blood test or a second pregnancy test to confirm my pregnancy, and he was like, "No. No, no, we you know, you've taken two tests, we trust the results. And I was like, well, there's there's such thing as a false positive. So that was really strange. And then the second thing I was like, look, I'm really scared because obviously I don't want to screw up my baby, you know, in the first 10 weeks because I didn't know I was pregnant because I was drinking and eating cheese. And my doctor said, look, honestly, do not worry. 
it happens to millions of women all over the world who don't also don't know they're pregnant um and you know it's such early stages that it's highly unlikely that anything that you've done will affect the fetus i think it's called at that time although i've probably got that wrong so apologies so i just want to say it's okay live your life the universe will throw you that curveball and you can just do the best that you can and since i found out i was pregnant obviously i knocked the drink on the head and in fact i think i haven't had a drink now for over 10 weeks which is probably the longest i've ever been without an alcoholic beverage since the age of 18 we're going to be responsible here people so it's very strange but i've totally still gone off it i'm I couldn't drink a glass of wine now if you paid me. Thank God, because I'd hate to crave wine, especially right now. I've gone brunette, so no more bleach. I'm just generally trying to live a more mindful, healthier lifestyle, even though I've been sick as a dog. Now, I'm sure there are plenty of other symptoms that I am graciously looking forward to in the next four months of my pregnancy. So if you have any advice, any tips and hints please head over to the Facebook page or the Instagram page and let me know. I I honestly do not know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm in for. And your tips and advice, genuinely, I take on board and are invaluable. I want to build a community where everything comes from a place of love. And yes, every woman's story is different, but we all have one thing in common. We are trying to, in the process of, or have given birth. It's the scariest, most daunting task I've ever encountered. And knowing that there's women out there that feel the same way that I do, knowing that there's people out there that can give me true, honest, warts and all advice, and then I can feed that back to you guys, and we can maybe help other women who freak out when they find out they're pregnant. And actually, it's okay. We are superheroes. The things that women's bodies go through, the things that women go through and the way that we come together to support each other during this time, honestly, I could cry. Whether you're a clueless mum like me or, like I said, a absolute super mum doing your best, we are all in this together. Welcome to the Clueless Mum Podcast family. Darlings, thank you for listening to the Clueless Mum Podcast. Please let me know what you think by leaving a review on the Apple Podcast Store and please subscribe because each week I'm getting closer to my due date and I'm scared. I need your support. This podcast is sponsored by Carrie Anne's Boutique, a wonderful baby business steeped in Spanish and traditional styles. Ages newborn and upwards with lots of knitted outfits, stunning dresses, luxury cosy toes for pram suit push chairs and car seats, bags, shoes and shawls, all personally order picked and packed by Carrie-Anne herself. All parcels are sent via Royal Mail and posted out within two to three working days. Find Carrie-Anne's Boutique on Instagram, Facebook or the website is www.carrieannesboutique.co.uk.